Today, I am going to talk about celebrating success. So, top performing athletes, ambitious business owners, from my experience, often look back on their performance, their career, their work, the game, and are very, very self critical. They really criticize every element. They'll lay at night thinking. About what they could have done and how they could have played it out, or as leaders, as business owners, the decisions we made, we often look back and explore our performance on a negative level. Welcome to the Scale Without Burnout podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Silito. This podcast is a result of my purpose to help ambitious business owners like you avoid stress, overwhelm, and burnout in the workplace. In this podcast, I share everything I've learned about how to grow a profitable business, stay fit and healthy, maintain strong relationships, and develop the right mindset for success so you can thrive, feel inspired, and work at your full potential. I think it's just intuitive in humans. I talked about this this past week around scanning for danger. We're always looking for threats. It's what's aided our survival as human beings. But also we do it when we're thinking about our performance, when we're analyzing our performance, when we're analyzing the game, analyzing the year, we tend to delve deep into what could have been better. And we forget to celebrate the successes. We forget of all the good things that we've done. And from my experience, that's one of the number one factors that drives overwhelm and burnout because we're stuck in the weeds. We're stuck reflecting on negativity versus the positive things that we've done in our lives and really taking some time to celebrate those successes. And I've wasted so much time, so much time thinking about the things I could have done and that the negative consequences and the games I played. And I still lay at night now, sometimes thinking, oh, if only I'd made that decision or this decision, whether it was when I was coaching the British team or when I was playing, I look back on my career, particularly when I launched my first business in 2012. In fact, I launched my first business when I was 17. I've had a series of coaching businesses growing up. And I look back and I think, if only I'd done this or thought about this or got into YouTube earlier or whatever it was, rather than thinking, actually, I've come a long way in my businesses and start to, to celebrate what we've done well. And the biggest challenge I think we have is whilst we've got this backseat driver in our own mind that's chatting away and saying, you could have done this, you should have been better at this. If we're not in a good place, if we have our own insecurities, if we're not feeling good about ourselves, then what we often do then is look for negativity in others. Whether that's screaming at your favorite sports star or whoever it is on TV because they're not performing as well. We see the one or two things where they messed up rather than how they performed in the whole game. And I was very much like that in my early leadership role. I didn't think I could be a good leader when I first started. I got into leadership roles at a young age. My problem was that I believed I was good at what I did. If people just followed the blueprint and did what I did, they would have a good career. Or and when I was coaching in the early days of hockey, if you just played this way, thought about the game in this way, you'll be a better player. But really, it was coming from my own insecurities. And rather than lifting people up, raising people, getting them to really self-reflect on what they're doing well, what I tried to do, with all the best intentions, by the way, it was coming from a good place was that I was trying to fix people. I was trying to fix and, and I was trying to drive them to my own agenda. And I learned this the hard way. I'm pleased to say that when I took on the coaching job with Team GB, 
that I took a very different approach. It was very selfless. I wanted to create an environment where the players could thrive, where they could, without sounding patronising, but shift from being boys to men, that they would have some kind of experience that they would never, ever forget. So getting really clear on my values, getting really clear on what was motivating the players in the locker room, getting really to understand them on a personal level rather than just focusing on their skills. And I think there's so much that I've learned from that because I didn't apply that in all areas of my life. You know, we're often told in our relationships, can you just listen to me? Can you just take some time to listen to me rather than trying to fix the problem? And I don't know if it's a man or female thing. I think that's a bit of a sweeping statement. I think it's just some people are just very pragmatic and practical and they see a problem and they want to solve it. And we often do that in people. We often look at people and we want to help them with all the best intentions. But really all we're doing is shining a light on where they're not doing so well, right? We just hold a mirror on it and it makes people feel bad. So I think there's a balance between doing things with the right intentions, making sure that we are coming from a good place or we are coming from a good place when we're coaching and helping people, but also being aware that if we are being negative towards people, we have to also hold the mirror up to ourselves and ask ourselves, what does that say about our own insecurities? What's really going on there? And are we trying to make other people feel bad to make ourselves feel better because we feel insecure around those people? And what amazes me about great people, great leaders, is that they're always looking to build higher and higher in a good way. You know, I'm not just talking about profit and money and medals, but they're looking to go higher and higher and higher in a way not to suppress others, but to inspire others to join them. They want to galvanize people around that common vision. And I generally believe that the work we did with Team GB, the management team, this idea of creating a culture, a philosophy, the ask, don't tell culture, we got everybody involved and engaged, was why we had such success, why we went above and beyond anything anybody expected from us as a team. So my question to you then is, what are you doing to celebrate success? Are you taking time out, particularly after a, a very tough year, you know, with COVID and businesses struggling, to give yourself some recognition, even if your business has really suffered and you might be in a bit of a rut. Maybe you're not feeling as confident about the future. You might be thinking, I don't know where I can take this. I'm changing the business. I'm doing different things, but feeling overwhelmed and feeling burnt out. I'm feeling stressed because I can't see light at the end of the tunnel. That is the moment where you've got to look back and say, you did a really good job surviving the last 18 months. You've done an amazing job. And to give yourselves a pat on the back, to look back on how far you have come during the last 18 months. I know people that have been made redundant and launched businesses, you know, and kind of wondering what's it going to look like in the next 12 months. The fact is you launched a business. You did it. You leveled up. And, and I think we have to give ourselves huge credit for that. So I'm live on Instagram here and I'm live on LinkedIn and Facebook. So I'm just trying to pick up some of the questions that are coming through. So I'll share that with you. So I just read it. Sometimes focus on the success, such as a win, can be difficult as it's a door closing and it can be fearful moving on to the next. Absolutely. There's some Dan Wood, who is an absolute legend. Thank you, Dan. It was my assistant coach, actually, at, at Team GB. Just unbelievable team work we had there. 12 months of training and focus for an event, as an example. I hear where you're at with that. If you've got any questions around how do we celebrate success or tell me, what are you doing to celebrate success. 
So how do you review that every week? How do you make sure it might feel like there's lots of negativity and it can bury us, it can suffocate us when we're just constantly focusing on negativity or scanning for negativity? What are you doing every week or every day to say, I achieved something today. This is what I did. Because when we do that, we create those synapses in the brain and we start to develop that positive thinking. It's like a muscle. We'll just keep developing it, keep developing, get stronger and stronger at reviewing our successes rather than getting stuck and bogged down in the negativity. So whether it's daily or whether it's weekly, just identify, at least for today, what are three things when you look back on the week that you say, I achieved that, I did that. Because otherwise you go week by week without thinking about success. Uh, so provide constructive feedback for a room of improvement. Absolutely. Of course, Peter, absolutely celebrate the small wins. You've got to celebrate the small wins. It doesn't matter how small they are, particularly during these times. We've got to try and park that negativity, park all the things we could have been better at. By the way, critical analysis is important. It drives self-improvement, but it's got to be within the context of some good stuff, right? Because if we're always looking for the negativity, what I could have done better, this should have been like that, you should have done this, you should have done that, I can fix you here, whether it's from a leadership role or even just your inner voice, we've got to celebrate those small wins. Celebrate your wins for the week. Of course, do some critical analysis, keep improving, that's the growth mindset. Keep working towards your goals. Just remember, give yourselves a pat on the back, celebrate the wins. By the way, something I nearly forgot, I am launching a challenge, a live challenge, April 12th, a live challenge for four days. You're going to join me for an hour and a half each day where we start to think about our vision, our purpose. It's day one. Then we're going to look at creating a 90-day a reset. So you've got a clear roadmap. And we're going to look at the 10 daily habits, which I share, five of them in the morning routine. So if that sounds interesting to you, I'll be sharing those where it's completely free. There's no exchange of credit card details, anything like that. Just DM me challenge, whether you're on LinkedIn, Facebook or Instagram, DM me challenge and I'll send you the information over the next few weeks to get you on board. And you join us for four days, start with a vision, create your 90 day reset, learn the 10 daily habits, which are transformational, right? I, I mean that. You'll hear from other people that have been experiencing the program during the last few years and your legacy. So we're going to look at behavioral change, getting deeper into the psychology on day four. I've got a method that I'll share with you. It will start to help you unpick some of these things that are making you feel stuck and how uh, we all have them. I still have them, but I have a methodology to work through them. And I'm going to share with you that on day four. So please, if that's of interest to you, DM me challenge and I'll make sure that we uh, we get back to you and get you signed up for that. We might have to run another one in, in May because I think April might already be full. But if you DM me in with May, it might even work better for you. As you know, I'm losing my voice. Clubhouse every day, LinkedIn. I'm not going to mention the C word. It's definitely not that. It's just a cold, right? Okay. Just one last from uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, Caroline, great to see you. Caroline saying meditation is a great way to celebrate success. Recognizing what comes up also supports in turning towards difficulty. Huge fan of meditation, mindfulness. Every morning I use the Calm app for 10 minutes, then straight into my cold shower. That I think is a bit of meditation, visualization and reflection on what we're doing well. Thanks very much. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to the Scale Without Burnout podcast. For more free resources and content on how to grow and lead your business and become the best version of yourself, 
head over to andrewsilito.com. 